Welcome to the Skates Throats podcast. This is your host, Christopher Ray Patton, and I'm here with my A-line, Dakota Lashak, as well as uh, the great one, Sean McIntyre, over there. Dakota, go ahead and uh, say hello to the good people. What's going on, guys? How was your guys' week? Well, I mean, you're not going to get an audible response, but I'm hoping it was pretty good. <laughs> how about you, Sean? I was how more your... directing it at you, but yes, hello also, people who listen to this podcast. I hope you yeah. had a great week. <laughs> I mean, dude, my week was was not bad. It, it uh, you know, it, it wasn't as good as when the Devils drafted Jack Hughes and then got Subban the very next day, but it wasn't a bad week. Uh, <laughs> Sean, how are you doing, bud? I'm Say doing hello. all right. What's up, guys? It's uh, Sean here, and I really hope that I could live up to the title, The Great One. <laughs> that's a that's a big burden to carry hey man not on this <laughs> podcast all you gotta do is kind of talk and uh make us look like less of idiots so that'll be good <laughs> all right um we're gonna we're gonna do something crazy again today and we're gonna start off with the news <laughs> as opposed to last week where we started out with rivalries we did finish off uh just for everyone out there go back and check it out because i think it was a really good series uh, which was hockey versus uh, communism, uh, America versus Russia, Canada versus, well, basically the world versus Russia at, at that point. Um, basically Bobby Clark versus Russia. Yeah, Bobby Clark beating the shit out of <laughs> Russia, uh, single-handedly ended the Cold War <laughs> by being... <laughs> With his knuckles. <laughs> by being such a goddamn goon. Uh, <laughs> no, that's... Bobby Clark's great. Love Bobby Clark. Um, even though I hate the Flyers. The Flyers suck. <laughs> But, you know, let's get this thing started out. We'll, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of news, and uh, definitely everyone check it out. You can hear it on <laughs> you can you can follow us, I should say, or you can hear it on Spotify at Geek Vibes for sure. Just search that, and then at Geek Vibes Nation on Twitter and at Geek Vibes on Facebook. And you can follow me at Chris R. Patton on Twitter, and, uh, you know, just search for Christopher Ray Patton after you follow the Geek Vibes, and you'll definitely be able to see me... Uh, <laughs> As part of the page for sure on Facebook. So, um, you guys want to give a shout outs to your handle before we get into uh, some Euler news? I feel like we're talking about uh, a Canadian team we haven't s- spoken of so far this season. <laughs> Other than mostly shit talking, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, we... uh, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, I am at Lashock Dakota, L E S H O K D A K O T A. Uh, I'm still hoping to break through 10 followers, so uh, I got that going for me. I'm pretty sure most of my followers are just robots. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that, like, I don't follow you, so... <laughs> it's okay. I gotta, re- I gotta help, I'll remedy that during uh, during some of this talk. That's I shot. have not made a single tweet yet. <laughs> uh, and I am at K4Kills, letter K, number 4, Kills, K-I-L-L-S, on Twitter, for funsies yeah i heard you're like one of the world's best apex players and um you're you're also really good at fortnite and everyone should follow you all the time and watch your twitch uh i would appreciate the follow on twitch i do not play (laughs) fortnite i will never play fortnite in my life (laughs) hey man look i'm just trying to I'm just trying to put you over here. You just accept it. If you get 10,000 people following you, 
Right? <laughs> you're like, like, oh shit, hey, Fortnite? <laughs> yeah, shit, maybe I'll play some Fortnite. <laughs> like, what's yeah. the worst that could happen? I can play some video games? Oh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get right into the news. And and, and like I said, we're going to talk about a team, uh, aka Sean the Great One over there. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Oilers. Um, not a lot of news about the Oilers, except for we talk a lot about Connor McDavid and his uh, his current injury. But outside of that, I don't think we've really said anything um, anything about the Oilers on any of the past five shows. And I feel bad for Oilers fans. It's not that like we hate your team or anything. It's just not been a lot happening. Um, but Pulte RV signs a one year deal in Finland. So. Basically, to me, what this deal means, and you guys can give your thoughts after this, is I see this deal as Ken Holland shit or get off the pot kind of thing, and Ken Holland's not blinking an eye. He's like, you're not going to get the playing time you want, and I don't really care, and he's holding out to trade him to someone. So hopefully, I mean, for, for from Ken Holland's standpoint, if he does really well in Finland, that's upping his trade stock. But the way I read this is he's basically he's already said he's not he's never gonna play as an Oiler, Oiler again. So uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Them some heavy words, Paul Black. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I mean, like I guess like we also kind of talked about how the I mean you have all these first draft picks. I just feel like it's it's something along the lines of like the organization, you know? Like there's obviously something not going right there. And I think this is just a player that maybe sees that and is like, you know, I'm getting the hell out of Dodge, you know, and he wants to go play. And maybe just, you know, anywhere but Edmonton. I could see that. He's he's off to a good start, too. Uh, I saw on his debut he scored a goal, had an assist, uh, and like six shots, I want to say. So he's he's doing good there. He just doesn't want to play for the Oilers, and I, I don't blame him. I mean, I, I would I would go more of the route of he's not getting the playing time because he doesn't deserve the playing time, uh, especially in those first two lines. But, you know, yeah. we haven't seen a lot of him and, and you can go prove yourself in Finland. So from his standpoint, uh, holding out and signing that deal, I think is very smart. But also Ken Holland's a new GM over in Edmonton and you can't just bend to everyone's will and make everything happen all at once and, and please everyone all the time. And as we know from Ken Holland in Detroit, like he's going to give zero shits about this guy and probably draft, uh, you know, <laughs> draft some other <laughs> Swedish players and maybe some Russian players, uh, which we'll get into later because we do have a, a, a new segment called uh, I don't know what to really call it. I guess uh, player highlights or star highlights or, or I don't know. It doesn't fucking we're going to talk about one player that we like mm. <laughs> later on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's, it, it is a really weird, it's, it's, to me, it's weird because the Oilers, I don't think are that good. And they definitely have who I would consider probably the best player in the league right now in Connor McDavid barring, uh, well, we don't know what that injury really is. We know that he's done through training camp and hopefully he comes back full. I, I, I mean, that's the, that's the prayer, but you can't just continuously put this team on, on his back and, and hope for a win or hope to go to the playoffs. I mean, he's he's a great player, but you know, goaltenders are a lot better and you're not going to have a Gretzky that's going to score you 103 goals. Uh, nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but, uh, even with McDavid on that on that lineup too. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I, it's it's really weird that they're just. Uh, I mean, I I didn't think that he was a bad player or anything. It is kind of weird he's signing this Ben deal, and this is kind of the first we've seen of the R the RFAs that were just hanging out there. Um, kind of fall. So we'll see where this goes because <laughs> the looming thing. And what we, I think we decided last week we're not going to talk about it anymore, but we have to talk about it. Fucking Mitch Marner. Like, when is he going <laughs> to sign? They have to get the, they have, they have like 35 days. They're the very first game in the NHL. Like, uh, <laughs> do you guys think he's going to miss it? I don't know. He, they say he's looking at Zurich pretty hard right now. Like, he's, he's really looking to go play in Zurich. And I don't know if it's just, uh, let me show you how much balls I've got kind of move. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to work in his favor, though. I honestly don't. That's a bad luck. Yeah, right, because he gets screwed, right, if he, if they, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost him some money. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, he's going to make that on the back end of the contract, so it's not going to matter anyways. It's yeah, just whether true. he wants to sign or not. I mean, if, like every game that he loses because they can't figure out whatever the hell contract he wants, he's just going to add that to whatever the hell contract he wants. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, that's what I would do. Um, I think he's probably going to be gone until October, uh, maybe November. Uh, I just don't see that deal getting done. And it's really stacked up the, R- the RFAs in general. And uh, speaking of the Oilers, let's, uh, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about Connor McDavid, right? <laughs> no, he he basically said like like we were talking about with his his leg injury. He said his timetable is kind of unknown, but he hopes to be at training camp. But he doesn't know if he's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also kind of took a shot at. <laughs> Yeah, boy, Mitch Marner. <laughs> uh, what, what are you guys' feelings on that? Like, do you think it's okay for someone like Connor McDavid to call out a Mitch Marner for holding out? Um, obviously, it's the weird thing about the Connor McDavid thing is that he's making the most in the entire league, so it's very easy to uh, throw stones in a glass house, so to speak. But um, I mean, what are you? I mean. Yeah, do you think that's like a, a, a NHL thing where they were like, you should probably say something to try to get these uh, these people to move? Or do you think this is how he honestly feels? I think it's how he honestly feels. And like I, t- like I messaged you, this kid's like, he's like a Captain America type. Like he's so straight laced. You never hear him cut loose. You never hear him, uh, like you never hear him go off script. He's always very uptight about everything he says. And I get it. He's a, he's a young kid. This is his, this is his career. He's the he's the greatest in the league right now. I'm not going to contest that uh, until Jack Hughes debuts and blows everyone out of the water. And I'm not even saying that as a Devils fan. I just know <laughs> how it's going to go. Hey, um, we can we can only hope, man. And also, like, <laughs> uh, I did say best in the league earlier, but you know, Taylor yeah. Hall did have 32 games off last season. That's a lot of time to prep, and he's only yeah, uh this- you know he's only two seasons away from MVP. So. This kid's like this kid's 22 years old, the best in the league. Like he's going to be one of those players that just goes on and just incredible. Like I can't see it not happening. And yeah, he's dealing with a leg injury right now and they're keeping things quiet about that. I get that. He's their bread and butter. They can't risk they can't risk that everybody worried that he's not going to be able to play. Um 
But if I was if I was Mitch Marner and I'm hearing I'm hearing shit talk from Connor McDavid, I might look to rectify whatever it is I'm doing. Because he is the face of this, the future NHL. And I got a lot of respect for him as a player. So that's my that's my two cents on the situation. Yeah, like I definitely feel like that's like kind of it's almost like I feel like it's on like both sides of like what you were saying, Chris. I I feel like he he honestly feels like that, too, where he's kind of like, well, you know, like just play, man. Like, you know, he probably feels that. But I also feel like maybe he's getting a little nudge from management to be like, hey, say something publicly, you know, like see see if you could like stir some stir some shit up. It kind of seems like it might be like a little bit like a two sided play. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the thing about Connor McDavid in it does remind me of Wayne Gretzky in a way is he's a very, I don't want to say shy, but not, he's not as outspoken as like a Patrick Kane or um, some of the goal scorers of the past, like like a Mario Lemieux or Yarmir Yager. Yarmir Yager is like great for clips, right? Um, <laughs> yes. Connor McDavid, like uh, Connor McDavid is kind of just does what you would expect an athlete to do after a game. He's like, uh, we played real well out there, and we um we tried super fucking hard, and uh, <laughs> our team we did okay, but like we could be better on the forecheck or the back check. It's like that where like you know Yager is like, I guess I need hands sharpened instead of skates. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's not he's not that guy. Um, <clears throat> so for him to come out and say this, it kind of does point to either his GMs like, Hey, maybe fuck with Toronto a little bit or the NHL or at least, I mean, this is obviously conspiracy, right? But, uh, <laughs> or the NHL is like, Hey, maybe poke a little fun and see if these RFAs move because, uh, like we've talked about previously, there's a lot of stacked contracts that aren't signed yet. They could roll out to December 1st. And now, now you're almost in the, uh, in the world of, of what I would consider the NFL, where you really have to kind of worry about these things happening each year. And Taylor Hall's contract's up next year, so or at the end of this year. So I am uh, I hope the Devils just go ahead and get that done midseason so I don't have to have this conversation with you guys. <laughs> I hope he stays, man. It makes me nervous. Like I feel like if we're a dumpster fire this season, I'd be really scared that he might look at some options. But I think if we look, if we, you know, if all these additions really turn out, then we can hold on to hope. Like he'll, he might even sign an extension, you know, like during the season. Yeah, and I, I think Cheryl has done a great job of, you know, Connor's like, I want to win, I want to have players here, and I want to at least make the playoffs. He's like, well, we got you, fucking PK Subban, dude. Like that's pretty, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty good addition to a team. Um, we also got you, Wayne Simmons, not as good as PK Subban, but that's still a good addition. Hey. So. He's that's actively. That's your that's your opinion. I love PK. I love Wayne Simmons and I love PK Subban and the two of them are just gonna they're gonna fucking destroy people. Is, is Wayne Simmons like PK Subban's Marty McSorley? Is he just gonna follow him? His entire career? No, man. They're just um, they're gonna beat wholesale ass together. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so too. Because it's um, good hockey to watch. It's fun. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, like, um, yeah, the McDavid comment was a little weird cause it was more so just, it's not his personality. He, yeah. It's he, out of character. Like, thought it's kind of out of character. And, for 
And I thought, yeah, too, it's not even his own team. Like, you know, if this was a player on the Oilers, then, you know, I wonder if that even pissed some people off. Like, oh, well, who is he to say anything, you know? Like, it's about <laughs> Toronto, you know? Like, why is he saying something? Because he's Connor McDavid. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I just I mean, wonder no. if some people got a little ruffled, you know? <laughs> I mean, maybe people in Toronto, but people of Edmonton's like, yeah, you're right. Fuck the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's being a bit of a dick, eh? <laughs> Hey, sign the goddamn contracts and play the game. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, all right, so we're gonna, I mean, I guess we're just going to go right into Leafs because, God damn it, we can't have a show where I don't have seven Leaf articles. I feel we like got people, the going. I know. People are going to think that I'm a fucking Leafs fan. I hate Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Not Montreal. I hate Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> well, I hate Montreal, too. <laughs> I was reading my notes. Um... Brian Burke, uh, well-known reporter, right? He 100% thinks that Austin Matthews will leave Toronto in five years. He uh, he basically said, yes, it's true that all players in America are able to write off certain things they can't in Canada, as well as in certain places like Florida, they have taxes to write off. These things are all true, and perhaps this would be more attractive for players looking for a big payday. It's possible Austin only signs a five-year deal, which takes him into his UFA deals. So basically what he's saying is, like, he could make more money elsewhere. And he's not hard-sold on Austin Matthews buying into Toronto as a team, or being his favorite team. Which, as we all know, uh, Matthews, kind of a crazy scenario, came from Arizona, right? So, mm-hmm. uh He's saying he could go somewhere else and make more money. Um, True. This is the first report I've seen of this, but you know, Brian, like I said, Brian Burke is is well respected, at least by me, is well respected as a writer. So I don't think he's just throwing this out there to to start shit. So what are you guys' thoughts? Do you think Austin Matthews is going to leave in five years? And uh, I'll have some follow up afterwards, but I'll, I'll go to you first, Dakota. What do you think? I'm going to shoot my five-year buzzer beater right here. I'm going to say he's he's going to prove himself in Toronto. Uh, he's going to be a great player. He's already a great player. Um, the kid grew up as a as an Arizona Coyotes fan. So I'm going to shoot my five-year shot and says he holds out to go play for Arizona. And I think he'd be the I think he'd probably be one of the greatest additions to Arizona. Um, I think he is. I don't think he. I don't think that's a place he wants to stay. I, I mean, I know I wouldn't. Um, there's a lot of teams that would benefit from him. It just as the player that he is, I mean, he's a great goal scorer. He's he's all over the ice. He's never he's never sitting still. Um, but this this five year thing looks good on him. It looks good. He's he sticks with a team. But yeah, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna look elsewhere. I mean, I I, I would. I hate Mike Babcock, so I wouldn't want to play for him. Uh, well, uh, well, here's the thing about Mike Babcock, right? Is like if they don't make the playoffs or if they lose yeah. in the first round of the playoffs, I think he's done. I think he yeah. gets fired. That team has way too much talent uh, yeah. to get kicked out of the first round of the playoffs. I still, I or at least that is the perception, but I also really still think they're weak on the defense. Yeah, um, yeah, they definitely need to shore up the D line. Hmm. No. I've been sitting over here chuckling the entire time 
just because I keep thinking about how Chris involuntarily involuntarily said that he hates Montreal. And he's like, oh, I'm just looking at my notes. And I'm just picturing notes with the scrawlings of a madman on it, just saying, I hate Montreal. <laughs> I hate Montreal. Montreal. God damn <laughs> Montreal. <laughs> but, um, as far as Austin, yeah, I, I think he's out. I, I don't think – I don't know. He could go – Obviously, he's going to have, like, the hometown want to go to Arizona. I think he could just as easily go anywhere else. But, yeah, you know, you rarely see the players stay, you know, in one place for a whole career. Yeah. You know, like, and it, it sucks because you even think of guys like Martin Brodeur, and you're like, fuck, he went to St. Louis. Son of a bitch. Ruined his <laughs> legacy. <laughs> I don't but, uh, think any – I think most people forget that he went there and was yeah, a coach there for Five years. games. Five <laughs> games. You ruined being a lifer for five games. Damn it. <laughs> no, but, but, yeah, like, I don't know. You, I just kind of think, like, uh, you know, what league – like, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, what um, – like, I don't want to say loyalty, but, like, you know, does he have specifically to Toronto other than that's the team he currently plays for? You know, like, I could easily see him going somewhere else as soon as he's an unrestricted free agent. I'm just, quote-unquote, testing the market, you know, and, and then he's out. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think the perfect example of that is you do have your Steven Stamkoses of the world, where it's like, well, if you guys pay me right, I'm going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also in a good position where Tampa Bay is a good team, right? Yeah, and, Tampa and Bay is a great team. And I don't know where Toronto is going to be in five years. I think that's a hard thing to predict. But if you're... Like, you also have the other side of the coin, which is Tavares, right? <laughs> Where he literally <laughs> left to go play for his favorite childhood team. Yeah. He's going to make the same amount of money wherever he goes, right? Exactly. Pretty so, much. <laughs> so it doesn't actually fucking matter. So you could end up with that situation where it's just like, well, you know, maybe I want to go play with Phil the Thrill in Arizona in five years. <laughs> because <laughs> Kessel's not going anywhere, boys. He's going to play no. until he's like 46, like Yager style. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if uh, if you guys have listened to our previous podcast listeners out there. We're all fans of Phil the Thrill Kessel. Yes. So. <laughs> um, let's get into a little bit of the, the cocaine, as they say. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Sweet, sweet cocaine, yeah. <laughs> the yayo. Yes. Cuts in the yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> getting Knets off. <laughs> he caught a suspension for the cocaine. Um, so let me start this out with saying cocaine only stays in your system three days. And if you don't share Instagram photos with giant white lines behind you as an NHL player, you're probably going to be okay testing wise, <laughs> unless you're just doing it all the time. Uh, but he. You know, he's eliminated from international play, which also means the Olympics and, uh, you know, whatever NHL's like gimmick is. I can't remember what it's called. Um, the international NHL thing that they made an excuse where they World can send hockey. Yeah, that gimmick where they don't send people to the actual Olympics, which is what people care about. That that yeah. gimmick. <laughs> Oh shit, that's me. I hear me no, in the that's background. Me. Yeah, no, that's me. It, it wouldn't stop playing. It's international play. What 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 difference does it make? He can still play in the NHL. So um I guess what are your thoughts on the getting Canuts off? Do you think the Capitals look at him and go, maybe don't do as much cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> or at least don't put it on video? Like, I don't I mean I don't know what to say. 
my uh, my statement is I'm in love with the coco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can see if this caused him issues for the NHL. Like, yeah, if you got suspended for a bunch of games, maybe step back. But it's just international play, so I mean, you know, maybe just maybe maybe don't be so vocal and public about it. Uh, keep it to yourself. I mean, it worked for Bob Probert for a long time until it didn't. So, I mean, this is not <laughs> something new in the NHL. Cocaine's not something new here. Well, it's hard to test uh, for, just... especially with the way the NHL tests. And um, yeah, I mean, that kind of brings up a discussion of, it, especially in uh, play in Canada. They've been when this uh, collective bargaining agreement comes up with the players. One thing that's been talked about is CBD oil and marijuana and whether it should be legal because hey if it's fucking legal in canada and half of your players yeah. are from <laughs> there uh it it may should just be legal in the league and i'm not saying that's going to be a one for one like you're not going to do cocaine because cocaine and weed are i mean if you've ever done either of them <laughs> they're very <laughs> they're very different highs <laughs> it's not like you're not going to do pain pills if you have a terrible knee injury or something but uh it, it it is a it is a cool conversation to kind of think about and and I think because of the fact that you know you a lot of you, you well a lot of hockey fans are from Canada it's it, it being legal there it's it's more than like what the NFL is even talking about which they're even talking about legalizing it in certain situations so um what are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I know that wasn't on our notes or anything, but do you have anything off the rip that you want to say? No, I'm glad we're going into this. I am very, very supportive of uh, of them legalizing marijuana for the league. Just in the stories that I've heard of former players talking about how much it helps and how much better it is than going on painkillers. Like, you see guys going on pain pills and you know, it just goes downhill, but then you get guys who just smoke pot and it's, it's nothing for them. It, it helps. You know, for me, I, I live in a state where it's not legal yet. So, I mean, it's it's not fun. But even guys I know with PTSD, uh, it it does wonders for a lot of people. So I just I, I don't know why it's not legal yet. It's very frustrating to talk about. I don't want to I don't want to make this a pro weed uh, podcast, but I am very, <laughs> very pro. <laughs> I mean, I, I think very. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I very much would like to make this a pro-weed podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our listeners would appreciate that, too, man. They're like, hey, man, we just want to play some NHL talk, 2K man. and listen to listen to a fucking podcast. It's going to talk, man, about some people punching some people. <laughs> uh, no, all I was going to say is, obviously, I'm, I'm here in Georgia as well, and, and uh, while some of it is medically cleared, the list of uh, things that it can be used for is very, very small. Um, I mean, my thought in general is just handle your fucking high, and if you're not doing HGH or steroids, there's not an actual performance enhancement to it. I mean, <laughs> I guess you can be way more hyped if you're doing a lot yeah. of cocaine, um, but it doesn't actually physically enhance you in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. yeah, and if you don't show up to the rink under the influence, then who cares? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. If, I mean, if you show up, like, in a food coma like Phil Kessel on some nights, then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's true. We need to think about this, guys, because this might mean the end of Phil Kessel's career. If they legalize marijuana, it's just going <laughs> to enhance his snackitude, and then he's not going to be able to play. So there is a trade-off. Here. He'll bring a bag of Doritos out on the ice with him. <laughs> you know why I love Phil Kessel? Is because he does get that fucking hamburger cookie jokes because he is a little pudgy or whatever. But, like, he held the league like speed skate record at the like the all-star games <laughs> like up until like either was it i can't remember if it was larkin i think it was dylan larkin beat it right <laughs> but that oh was yeah like, larkin was so fast that i remember that he flew <laughs> but if you look at that was like a 10 year span from when yes. he was drafted <laughs> till then he didn't even set the. He didn't set the record his like rookie year or anything. <laughs> I wish people were like, wait, this guy? Like, you know, you just see a picture of him. He's the one. He's the one who holds the record. Oh yeah, yeah. that guy's crazy. Yeah, Kessel. Kessel <laughs> Phil, we all love Phil the Thrill. <laughs> yeah. I've never met anyone that's just like, you know what? Fuck Phil Kessel. Unless they're a Toronto fan, and they're like, maybe. But he walks by eating a chili cheese dog. He's like, oh yeah, that is me. <laughs> Let's talk about something a little positive. Uh, Jerome Gimla. Obviously, he's retired. And uh, I think you sent me this one, Dakota, so I'm going to let you talk about it a little bit. But uh, it seems like he's he uh, in St. Alberta Arena, which is in Edmonton. He is uh, kind of sponsoring a little, I guess, what I would consider like a little league arena or, or something like that. It's names on the outside of it. And uh, you kind of had a bunch of Edmonton fans show up supporting uh, with Calgary jerseys, right? Wasn't that the, wasn't that what happened? It's called Romeo Genla arena. Yeah. And that's uh, uh, where he grew up playing hockey and they, they renamed the, uh, they renamed the arena after him. They had a big ceremony about it. That was a really cool move. I, I mean, as a hockey player, you can like I, I know I can never imagine having an arena named after me, but he's made that big of an impact in the sport of hockey to have the arena he grew up playing in renamed after him, and I thought that was so cool. That is such a cool thing. Yeah, talk about goals as a player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's sick, nasty man for sure. Like, yeah, just like, oh, yeah, I, I want to win a Stanley Cup. I want to do this. He's like, I have an arena named after me. Oh, <laughs> Okay, oh, this guy's awesome. next level. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also I'm, has his number retired, man. Come on. I mean, that's yeah. like, that's two out of the three major goals, other than having an actual team named after you. Yeah. The I Jer- mean, the Jerome Ch- McKinley's next expansion. <laughs> they should really change the Calgary Flames to just the Alberta Flames and then use the Atlanta Flames logo because those jerseys look way better than the Calgary yeah. jerseys. It um, doesn't work with a C. It just looks weird. It just looks weird. But... I always like that horse one. I thought that horse one looked sick. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that was a sick-ass jersey for sure. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read out the, you know, Yigenla's words for everyone. Uh, it's amazing. Honestly, we are so filled up with pride for him right now. St. Alberta mayor, Kathy Heron said the fact that he's so gracious, he did. He really did speak very humbly and didn't want this to be a big event because he's so humble and that sport throughout his entire career did not go unnoticed by the man himself. I want to thank you guys for the support, your encouragement and your continued uh, and you continue to cheer me on, even though I played for the Flames, and I know a lot of you guys didn't like that. 
I love seeing all the Flames jerseys here. Uh, several former teammates and coaches were also on hand at the ceremony, including former Flames goaltender and follow St. Alberta, uh, St. Albert native, uh, Jamie McLennan. Uh, obviously not a very good goaltender because I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, <laughs> to, to have a dear friend and someone who is living legend put his name on it couldn't be more worthy of a person. It's just emotional to sit in the background and see it, but it was awesome. I grew up in, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to try. Anyways, long story short, because I'm not going to try to pronounce this Canadian town because I don't need Canadian (laughs) fans getting mad at me. Um, (laughs) I thought it was a really sweet thing. Um, I like Yukenla. If you go back to NHL 2K, uh, I think it was 2K9. It was the last PC game they released. For NHL, uh, video game wise, he was on the cover. He was the cover boy, and um, yeah, absolute monster. Definitely well deserved of this. It, it was really weird to see. Hey, this is gonna be resurrected in Edmonton, even though like all of his highlight reels were as a flame, right? So yeah. just cool story overall. Yeah, that's that's the team I always associate with him. Whenever I think of Joe McGinley, I think of him on the Flames. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I grew yeah. I mean, he was one of those players I grew up liking. Uh, just because I, I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I don't look at the whole race bounds of the NHL. I know it's a primarily white sport, but it's it was cool to see a guy like him come in and and break those boundaries. And now you're seeing it, it's more prevalent nowadays. Um, and you know, he's he was a great player. I watched that entire ceremony of them retiring his number i thought it was like it was such a good ceremony um he's just a player who's earned his status and he's so humble about everything it's nuts it's just nice to see yeah Yeah. well respected around the league too yeah that's what i was gonna say but i mean he's not by no means a tough guy but he didn't take shit off anyone was a great goal scorer and there's definitely you know you can see you getting chirpy with people uh, which is kind of great. I mean, phenomenal skater. Uh, I'm. He's got to be. Is I mean, do you think he makes the Hall of Fame? I guess is the real question. And I, I would say. I yeah, I think the I Hall mean, of Fame not- is. It's got to loosen up a little bit for forwards. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this because, like like we've talked about in the past with Datsuk and um, Elias. When you look at those totals, they don't look as impressive as like someone like a, a Gretzky or a Yager, but the time period was a little different. Goalies got a fuck ton better. So how do you judge and justify that? But uh, I look at a player like Yuginla, and I'm like, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, he's a six-time yeah. All-Star. I mean, he, he's, he, there's no Flames player that has surpassed him in, in goals, points, or games played. Uh, yeah. It's... It's crazy. I for sure see him going into the Hall of Fame. Maybe within the next couple of years. I mean, I hope. That's the hope. The guy's more than earned it. Yeah, he scored over 600 goals in his career. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I guess uh, we'll continue down the road of players that are now retired and makes us sad. Except for me. <laughs> Because fuck this next guy we're about to talk to, talk about. <laughs> Not because he is a bad person or he is a bad player, but because he did my devil so dirty. 
so so <laughs> dirty. Uh, Cam Ward signs a one-day contract with the Carolina Hurricanes, obviously to have the jersey raised in the rafters. Absolute legend. Like watch the 2005 playoffs. Like he was goddamn ridiculous. Probably one of the best goaltenders. And this was during a time period in which I was actively, you know, watching hockey a lot. Probably the most ridiculous showing I've seen of a goaltender in the playoffs uh, during my lifespan. Um, and and maybe Brodeur in '95, which was actually absolutely sick as well. But it. Like, I think I sent you guys a two-minute clip of all of the saves he made, and they're just so goddamn sick. And it's like, his front end of his career <laughs> really makes you love him, and then you look at the back end, you know, Chicago Blackhawk um, kind of just tossed around the league a little bit. So it, it's great to see him go back to Carolina. And, uh, you know, he took the team to a goddamn Stanley Cup, and uh, really great goaltender all around what are you guys' thoughts on cam ward and uh obviously his, him going to the blackhawk the legendary blackhawk they should also retire his number there as well in chicago but <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts uh, i mean Jared, I, i've always liked the guy and yeah like you said watching him back in the 2005 playoffs do us dirty it makes you angry but at the same time as just a fan of the sport you have to respect the guy you know and yeah, I've, I've always thought whenever I looked at some of the top goalies, I always looked at, like, you know, guys like him, Carey Price, you know, Jonathan Quick when he started kicking up. He was always one of the guys that was up there, and I can't think of somebody who's more deserving of, like, you know, getting a gesture from their old club that they played so well for, you know, being able to, you know, retire there and say he retired as a hurricane. So good luck on them, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Dakota. For sure, yeah, it's – uh. I mean, you guys are talking about the, two, the 2005 playoffs. I look at more like the 2006 playoffs. I mean, this dude came out as a rookie and was just sick nasty the entire time. Ended up going to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, and well, I mean, I guess technically we're talking about 2005-2006. Yeah. So apologies, but yeah. Yeah, we're on yeah, the same page. <laughs> we're on the same um, page. Rookie year. Sick fucking nasty Cam Ward. Let's continue. <laughs> exactly. And that was the first. That was the first uh, goaltender, the first rookie goaltender to get a Stanley Cup as a starter since Patrick Roy in '86. So that was a long time. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, and he also won the Conn Smythe Trophy, if I'm not mistaken, in that uh, that Stanley Cup. And that was since Ron Hextall, one of my personal heroes. Uh, one last time that happened was 1987. Who, who did Hextall play for again? Oh, he played for a team called the Philadelphia Flyers, who are going <laughs> to wipe the ice with All your right. guys yeah, this yeah, season. Yeah. <laughs> right, just, just making sure that's, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great goalie. Terrible GM. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a legend. And it's, it, like you said, uh, Sean, it's a great luck for the Carolina Hurricanes to do this. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching that ceremony, too. So kind of out of this, I thought it was a really great post. And I'm going to slaughter her last name because it's uh, <laughs> Shannon uh, Sabatos. It's S-Z-A-B-A-D-O-S. And you can hit her up on Twitter at this same exact thing. Um <laughs> But she said, when I was 19 years old, Cam Ward used his at-bond hockey equipment 
money to help me get a new pair of pads while I was playing Junior A in the AJHL. Thank you. Happy retirement. I thought this was a really sweet story because there's a lot of negatives in sports. Um, hockey is one of the ones that are it, minus Knuts off. <laughs> getting high off his nuts on cocaine there's not a lot of uh negative hockey press but it's always good to see just a positive story and i, I thought this is a really good story you can check it out it's on uh cb sports uh at yahoo it's it's a really great read i'm not gonna go through it on the podcast but i mean all around i fucking hate cam ward <laughs> i think he had one of the greatest uh goalie performances i've ever seen as a fan um Legend deserves to be retired, and uh, it you know it's going to be really cool to see two legendary goalies, Cam Ward and Luongo, both lifted in the Raptors this year. Like I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's going to be a good season for retiring goalies. I'm looking forward to it, and that makes me sad too because I I for, I keep forgetting Luongo retired, and I'm like ah he's he's not around anymore. Damn it. <laughs> It like kind of pisses you off that Luongo retired. It's like when it's like when Yager finally kind of had to hang it up when he got traded to Calgary because of injuries. You're like it turned a hundred. You're like Yager's not playing anymore. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm looking around these teams. I don't see Yager anywhere. What team is he playing for now? This is bullshit. God. I mean, just put Yager in front of the net. He's going to score some goals. Didn't he still play? He's over in check, right? Doesn't he own the team he plays for? He's got like a Jackie Moon situation going on over there. Yes. Owner-player yes. coach. He yeah. totally is an owner-player coach in check. And I am 100% sure if we hold out until the next Winter Olympics that we will see Yogs on the ice for the Czech team. <laughs> I, I can almost guarantee it. He may be a fourth line player, but uh absolute fucking legend. Uh <laughs> great fucking mullet too. <laughs> God, best. I appreciate the mullet. <laughs> you, you should. Um yes. so Dakota, I'm gonna let you tell us a little bit about this because you sent me this news story. The Avalanche uh games in jeopardy for Denver Metro viewers with the uh, altitude sports contract set to expire. I think this is a Cox network deal or a Comcast deal. Yeah, it's uh, uh, apparently this is uh, altitude TV is what uh, people in the uh, greater Denver area, I guess, and throughout the state of Colorado, this is how they watch like nuggets games or abs games. And uh, you know, it, I want to say it's kind of like uh it's not like one of your major networks. Like I know for Philly, it's like CSN. It's like Comcast Sportsnet. Um, but anyway, uh, Dish, DirecTV, and Comcast did not renew their contract with Altitude TV, which is going to leave a lot of people unable to watch Avalanche games or Nuggets games. And I mean, I know I'd be pissed if someone took away my ability to watch that. I mean, I, I pay for NHL TV, but um yeah, for people who don't have that ability and had that and it gets taken away, I mean, that's that's kind of a shitbag move on uh, on Comcast, DirecTV, and Dish's part. And um, it's a trending thing on Twitter. Uh, like, it, it was all over my Twitter feed when I opened it up. Uh, so I, I hope it gets resolved. I mean, I don't want to see any hockey fan unable to watch hockey. That's not cool at all. Um, but especially for them, because... Colorado's a mountainous area, you know, not a lot of people have the ability to 
watch who they just they don't have the ability to get stuff like we do like it's there's rural areas where they have to deal with satellite internet so i mean uh hopefully it gets worked out i really hope it does i mean it's if not it's that's a real bad look on those those three guys' part and i hate comcast already so that's just another <laughs> that's just another peg for me to hate them on so like real quick i will say this and it totally does that is kind of a shitty situation in general but it's like it would be less of a shitty situation if if NHL TV didn't have blackout dates because now it's every home game is blacked out for that area. Yeah. As I a Devils blackout dates too. Yeah, as a Devils fan who lives you know here in Georgia, I don't run into any of that. But if you live in Colorado, even if you buy NHL TV, if it's on a network that your cable subscriber doesn't have, it's going to be a blackout date, which fucking <laughs> sucks. Like that sucks balls. <laughs> yeah. As a as a Devils fan who has Dish Network, they actually don't carry uh, MSG anymore. So I haven't been able to watch the Devils in about the last four seasons. So I know I know what they're going to be going through. And yeah, same thing. I've bought this dog is going nuts. I've bought uh, <laughs> I've bought Center Ice, and yeah, it does not matter. You do not get to watch your team if, if it's not on, you know, whatever they provide. So even though, like, you know, I just can't watch the Devils. I have to try to watch it online because uh, that's all I can do. And I, I know they're going to shit. Well, uh, Sean, just hit me up afterwards, and I'll give you a private VPN to my account, and we'll watch the Devils together because I think that shit is bullshit. And I'm not saying people should do illegal things, but, like, a blackout date for your favorite team when you're paying the NHL $170 a year. Fuck yeah, off. Fucking like, and I live in New Jersey. It's yeah, like, like, I'm I just want to watch the friggin' arena. <laughs> I just want, if you just want to watch your goddamn team, I don't think that's stealing. I think that's like, fuck off, make your shit better. So I can show you ways around that. So for sure, after this podcast, hit me up and I got you on that one. But yeah, um, for sure. I'm <laughs> shit I'm into, man. I like this. <laughs> yeah, I get my NHL TV for 16 bucks a month. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm That's just, a... I, I think that whole blackout and, uh, you know, obviously people uh, from Toronto actually had a lawsuit pending against NHL for a while and they changed it a little bit, but it, it is still absolutely ridiculous. I mean, like. That's just annoying. Like, I don't want to switch over to NBCSN if I don't fucking have to. Like, just let me watch my game. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, or just put it on NBC where you have an opportunity to see it where you're not paying a separate company. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, like football sure. Football is major network except for Monday Night Football, which is ESPN. So, like, even if you have it, like, even if it's blacked out, you can still go to, like, Channel 5 or Channel 11 or whatever and see it without having a cable contract. But the way the NHL set up, if you don't have a cable contract and your team is blacked out, you're just kind of fucked. Like, yeah, I guess you're just not going to see that game. You have to tune in on, uh, I can't remember the New Jersey broadcast, but you pull the internet, the I, the I love iHeart radio app up yeah. to listen to the Devils game because you're not going to fucking see it. Um, I think that shit sucks. I think that's, I, I think that's terrible for fans. I think it's terrible um, as co- just companies in general, like, but that, I mean that gets into a different debate, so I don't want to harp on it too much. But like blackout dates in general is fucking terrible, and that really does suck for Avalanche fans. And hopefully um, they band together like they did with Comedy Central, uh, where Comedy Central was about to drop from a bunch of places, and they worked that stuff out. 
But, uh, I mean, if you're an Avalanche fan, it really sucks. That being said... Yeah. Uh, Not to go off on a tangent, but I got to tell you, you said something about the NFL. I came so close to drafting Andrew Luck in my fantasy league, and I am so glad I did because I would have been pissed. I would have been dodged so pissed. I dodged a major bullet. It's, <laughs> this is exactly why we draft the last preseason. <laughs> we draft on Sundays in my league, uh, the last preseason Sunday, because you never know what's going to happen in the preseason. <laughs> like Some crazy yeah. things can happen. And I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I mean, you, you, you I mean, this kind of can relate to hockey. You see this sometimes where players spend most of their time injured and it just takes their love of the game out. And I heard a lot of people chirping him for it and stuff. I'm like, I mean, you, you put on pads and go get fucking demolished every Sunday and see what it does to your body. Ah, uh, fuck him as a fan. He deserves to get chirps. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just, I see it from both sides. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I, mean, I didn't draft him, but uh, you're a Flyers also, fan, so you know Flyers yeah. fan have chirped fucking Lindros to death. So yeah, throw cheesesteaks <laughs> at Terrell Owens. Come on. Yeah, like I was gonna say, you guys chirp anyone. It, yeah, I, it, if, we threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Come on. Yeah, I was gonna say, look, if Indianapolis wants to chirp their quarterback <laughs> who is basically shitting on their team's entire season. Yeah. You know what? You're a fan. You have that privilege. I mean, like, at some point as an athlete, you have to accept that you're part of the public perspective. And if the public perspective is you wait midway through the preseason to retire and not tell them at the end of the season you're retiring so they have no nothing in place or no opportunity <laughs> to go find someone else, you're kind of a shitbag. <laughs> like, if I'm being honest... Like I don't know. I guess I just empathize <laughs> with people too much. I see it from both sides. I mean, yeah, I sympathize. Like, it sucks that he's had, like, that. I mean, this is the same thing. All right. So to tie this back into hockey, Patrick Waugh did this to the Avalanches. <laughs> he was their coach. He got all the way through preseason. He was like, fuck it. I, I just don't think I want to coach anymore. And <laughs> just left. <laughs> this is a very anti-Patrick Waugh podcast. <laughs> it's no, but that is what happened. Like that—that's a prime example. Is like, I'm okay with you saying you want to retire if you do it at the end of the season. If you wait until after the draft, and almost after free agency, and you're two weeks into preseason, then you're a fuck boy. <laughs> like fuck you. <laughs> like he deserves to be booed. I'm I don't think the he fuck luck boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think he deserves to be booed on his skill level or what he was as a quarterback for them. Um, but as a person or as a teammate, (laughs) that's kind of a shitty fucking thing. That's like Scott Niedemeyer deserves to be booed because he wanted to go play with his brother in Anaheim as a Devils fan. I'll never forget that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) There's things that you can boo players for. Tavares turning his back on, like, I don't know the uproar of like, well, you know, he gave his life for you to watch football. And it's like. He also made a lot of money for us to watch football. <laughs> it fucked our team. <laughs> like, God, that fan video is so freaking cringy, man. I, I, I still can't get all the way through it. It's just so freaking weird. Oh, I, yeah. I, I was this one. Yeah, that was so rough. Yeah. Was, that was so was weird. rough to watch. Uh, it's cringe. Yeah, if you guys want to cringe, watch it. <laughs> I had a better time watching the episode of The Office, the, the Scott's Tots episode, than I did the, uh, the Islanders video. <laughs> I mean, bad. I, Am I completely off base on this? Let's say Taylor Hall retired 
<laughs> he re-signs with us, right? No, we already <laughs> have this. We'll say your star player retires and decides he's going to go play for his own country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I'm already gritting my teeth. As a fan base, you do have a little bit of a right to be pissed off, and people shouldn't be so goddamn sensitive if you want to boo a player. <laughs> yeah. I think he had his reasons and, and people, you know, will always like the grand scheme of things, like people will always respect him. Right. Like they're like, yeah. eventually like they're going to go, Oh, you know, but he was great. Blah, blah, blah. People are upset right now. Yeah, I think the fans have a right to boo. And he has a, uh, he has a, right, you know, retire. Yeah, I mean, respect, respect him for what, for having a couple of good seasons. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But he, cause he made, he made something out of nothing. He had a terrible fucking O-line. That dude took a beating for that city. Hmm. Yeah, that's Multiple fine. Look at too, the player right? that was there before him named Peyton fucking Manny. Yeah. yeah he went to the Broncos though. <laughs> and he won a Super Bowl there as well. Peyton Manny had zero line. He had Marshall Falk when he first came in, and that was it. Like, I don't, I don't feel sympathy just because a guy had got injured. That sucks. It, it's terrible. And if he was one of my favorite players, I'd be sad about that. But like the, the whole, I'm retiring after you did the draft and after like free agency is basically over. Um, yeah, that's a that's a shitty move. Like that's a terrible <laughs> thing to do to your team. And if the fans are mad about that, they're they should be allowed to be mad about that. You want to know why? Because they're the fucking people that buy the tickets, that buy your football cards, that buy your jerseys, that go to your goddamn games and pay your contract. So if they want to be mad, they should be allowed to be mad. That's why I don't have a problem with Philadelphia fans being shitty if if Carson Wentz goes three and out. Like you can be mad at whatever you want to be mad at. Plot twist. Well, I can see I touched on a nerve here. So I, <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, what's up, guys? It's cleats to throats. <laughs> all right, so let's get out of the let's get out of the football. But uh... <laughs> hey, um, I can like I said, we can do this with hockey because as Devils fans, <laughs> I mean, yeah, not unheard of, you know, yeah. in sports in general. I mean, Kolbachuk fucked the Devils very hard. They lost a draft pick, which was given back to us two years later um yeah, we're you gotta still what you're bitching we're still paying <laughs> residuals to that contract and yeah. you know what the worst part is it's, it's the same fucking contract that the king saint signed to jonathan quick but the devil's got fucked on it because it was Kolbachuk. yeah <laughs> he's laughing all the way to the bank man our team imploded after that run um, we lost parisi we lost Kovalchuk. everybody uh, left I, I hope one day that we can get uh, Elias on the podcast to ask him what that team dynamic was at the end of 2012, <laughs> because I feel like that thing did explode in a way I didn't expect, so they must have all hated each other. <laughs> like, they were dark times. All right, so um, let's get into a little bit of this rivalry. And uh, we're talking about two – Boston original six team, right? So we're talking about some original six here? Yeah, we're talking about some old shit. Some old shit. They're Bruins versus the Canadiens. Probably the greatest rivalry in all of the NHL. <laughs> At least in the past. Um, 
I will say I was watching a documentary about the rivalry, and there was, out of all of the history and everything that I consumed, there was one line that made me laugh, and it was from uh, the Boston announcer. I can't think of his name right now. He said, uh, they have beaten them, and they've beaten them up. (laughs) And I think that kind of sums up a rivalry, but opposite if you look at the entire span (laughs) in which these teams played. So, um, I mean, I guess we're going to start it right off the rip. Rocky Richard, he was a nightmare. Probably the greatest player of the early time period. Definitely in, in, in Canada, a hero because uh, you have the French-Canadian discrimination, uh, which a lot of people don't really. I mean, it's not it's not the same thing as like american discrimination or jim crow laws or anything but in canada it was a big deal to be uh french canadian versus regular canadian he stood up for that and obviously great goal scorer he's got the name of the fucking rocket and um beat the shit out of the bruins a lot (laughs) (laughs) he basically made it his job to shit on the bruins um scored that game winner and there is the absolute classic photo. And I think it, it, if you've ever just looked up Bruins versus um, Canadians, I think it's the first one that co- comes up, which is you have Maurice Richard, the Rocket, with this bandage, like a Band-Aid on his head, but there's blood coming from under the Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> and the goaltender uh, from the Bruins He's just got, like, a giant black eye. And I think that sums up a lot about this feud. It's why I wanted to bring it first. Um, and then from there, I mean, if we're being honest, Montreal drug them. They won, like, 18 playoff series in a row up until, yeah. like, 87, I think, is, is the time period. And that's even during the days of the big bad Bruins, as they would say. And that's the good thing about it. Not only is it just, I mean, yeah, Canadians made a mess out of the Bruins for a long time. But these aren't just hockey games, man. These are just like, these are fights. There's more fighting than there is hockey. And I love it. I love it so much. I love a game where there's blood on the ice at the end. Just absolute slugfests. Yes, just, (laughs) just a grinder. Absolute grinders of games. And see, they're, they're two of the they're, the top two teams I think of, they, they faced each other in the playoffs so much that that rivalry's escalated, right? Um, yeah, they've played each other more than any other team in the, in the NHL, I believe. So the disappointment of getting there and losing <laughs> for either team is, is a dagger in the heart. It'd be like if the Devils lost to, to the Rangers in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't see that happening again. I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> well, look here. Messier made sure it happened in 94, and we're still pissed about that. Look, it'll be so. okay. Those days are over. They can't hurt you anymore. That's what you still haunt me. Um, <laughs> I wonder if people, whenever they go over the rivalry, they just look at the cups. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, that's unfair. Thing, yeah. So that's unfair with Montreal, though, because they just just make a cup so that they could play for their own cup <laughs> for a while. I mean, like if you go back through the hockey history team, the Montreal Canadiens obviously the first, 
Um, and you have the original six where it's like you have six teams playing for one trophy. Each one should get one. Um, and obviously, you know, Gordy Howe being there uh, really fucked that up for Canadian teams for a while. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Brett Hole being there really fucked that up for Canadian teams for a while. Uh, but they, I mean... Montreal Canadiens versus the Boston Bruins, man. Those are some vicious, vicious games. Uh, and the one that comes to mind immediately, especially after watching the rivalry, is uh, they were talking about the, the TD Garden, which has been improved now. But back in the day, if you got ejected from a game, you had to walk through right past the Boston Bruins bench, which in today's hockey would be like wherever Pierre Maguire is sitting thinking about Sidney Crosby's boner or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to walk through that gate. So Nyland walks through that gate, and uh, I guess a Bruin just looked at him wrong. <laughs> he started <laughs> Team wide brawl, one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. I mean, there's people on the boards, over the boards. The fans are throwing things. And it's just a straight fight. And Knuckles Nyland, obviously, complete goon. His entire career was he was a goon. Um, if you've never seen it, I definitely recommend checking out Last of Gladiators. He is the main character of that. Uh, but uh, w- one of my favorite moments as far as, like, line brawls go is watching Nyland just... He's just trying to walk to the locker room. That dude looks at him wrong. He's fucking... and that's the thing this is a staple of these games it's like i said it's not so much hockey it's just them beating the shit out of each other over the littlest things like i was watching highlights from a game in 2011 and this one had a goalie fight in it too i mean it wasn't really a great goalie Goalie fight (laughs) this like they had like at least six bruins crammed into the damn penalty box and, like, five Canadians uh, crammed into their penalty box. It was nuts. Like, they couldn't go five seconds without beating the shit out of each other. And I love it. That's what I love about hockey. This is what I miss. I Good old miss time the, hockey. Yeah, the bench clear and brawls. And, like, this is, this is just the history between these guys. It's always been like that. Back when they used to skate on butter knives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think... Uh, Another uh, another classic uh, brawl you got. Well, not so much a brawl as a classic hit. You had uh, Zdeno Chara, since because you know he's been playing for fucking ever. Uh, he took a he he hit Max Pacioretty against uh, the post wall, uh, right in front of where the Canadians play. I want to say knocked his head off of it, knocked him out cold. And apparently that hit was so bad that the good people of Montreal tried to file criminal charges against him. For for that hit, like if you haven't seen that hit, it is absolutely nuts. Like, and I like Max Pacioretty. I mean, I, I'm I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but the Vegas Golden Knights are kind of my girl. They're they're my girlfriend team. I love them almost as much as I love the Flyers. Um, but yeah, he he just he he damn near killed him. And it yeah, was it was a bad hit. Even but, even uh, at the I was gonna say even at the time that was yeah like, even at he the time should have yeah, been suspended. Was, that's yeah. I don't know about criminal charges, but I mean, yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was that was a dirty hit. That is not that like was Cronwall hit. hitting. That was yeah. not Cronwall hitting Taylor Johnson and maybe lifting off his skates a little bit. 
that was a sick, nasty hit. But you know yeah. what? It did spin that game into the Boston Bruins' direction um, exactly. for a win. And sometimes that's all it takes. As you know from Scott Stevens, like he fucking, anytime he murders someone, <laughs> it's good <laughs> for the Devils. Throw hate into the hits. <laughs> I, I'm all for like, look, if it's gonna do, if you're gonna get a game for it, at least make it count. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? Damn. Make a fucking impression. <laughs> it's a good point, but maybe not the best point to make. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not so much that the people are trying to file criminal charges against. I you. mean, well, I, I'm not saying go out there and Bertuzzi somebody <laughs> with a stick or anything, but. Um, Maybe if you claw Lemieux Draper and win a Stanley Cup and take one game for it, at the end of the day, do you feel that bad for it? (laughs) (laughs) That's not... Zidane's not losing any sleep over it. (laughs) Well, of course not. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking seven foot nine monster. (laughs) (laughs) What's he going to do? Was Max Pacioretty going to come fight Zidane O'Chara? Uh, yeah, so I think we should talk about some legends from this teams that are stands out, yes. standouts in this feud. I mean, uh, the first one you go with is Bobby Orr and the Big Bad Bruins. And the reason they called them the Big Bad Bruins, and if you watch that, uh, the Last Gladiator, one of the first things uh, one of the announcers says is, "Oh, if you lay, if you laid a hand on Bobby Orr, <laughs> you would get your ass kicked." Uh, and that plays into that feud a lot because. Jeez, I mean, Bobby Orr, obviously a phenomenal player, definitely had difficulties against the Canadians. Um, we'll go in, and, and obviously a legend we've been talking about, he fell on his ass, uh, Phil Esposito, right? <laughs> the original Phil the Thrill. <laughs> the original Phil the Thrill. <laughs> um <laughs> You just fall on your ass and blow a kiss to the crowd and beat the red heart. <laughs> exactly. No big deal. Utterly <laughs> graceful. And uh, uh, I, Ken Dryden, which everyone, if you go back to that playoff series with Ken Dryden, everyone thought their Bruins had it won. I think that was 79. They immediately thought there's no way the Bruins can lose. They have rookie goaltender. The Bruins have been a better team all year. And then Ken Dryden stood on his fucking head. <laughs> Ken Dryden put a fucking stop to that real quick. <laughs> he stood on his fucking head and embarrassed their team. Um, uh, another much Canadian of note, obviously, would be Gay LaFleur scoring. Uh, Gay? Gay LaFleur. <laughs> scoring the game. The game tire. Gay, Gay LaFleur? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I pronounced it. Tomato, tomato, bro. <laughs> Good ogie. Yeah, he was a great player, too. Amazing. I always want to get one of his jerseys just for, you know, just for history's sake. But then I see the Montreal crest. I'm like, yeah. Because you want your jersey to say the flower on the back? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there's only one flower in the NHL right now. It's kind of nice when you think about it. <laughs> it is. It makes you... Uh... It makes you think, I don't want to wait for my night to be over. Um, can we all get that? Can we all get on the floor jersey and dance to that song and put it yes. up? Yes. Of course right. we can. I'm in yes. all <laughs> Geek Vibes Nation Twitter. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. We got you. Um, yeah, so 
obviously Gable Floor was a nightmare for uh, them. And then in my notes, I just have Zadino, <laughs> Big Dick Chara. I mean, Big Stick Chara, uh, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> 2011. I mean, if you're going to watch, if you want to watch a mod, if, you, if maybe you're not in, like you like the idea of the rivalry, but you don't want to go back and watch games um, from that time period, because some of, some of them are kind of hard to watch and hard to find. But 2011, you can easily find and yeah. see the Big Bad Bruins versus the Montreal Canadiens. You get to see P.K. Subban stand up to Carey Price or stand up for Carey Price. You get to see some sick, nasty hits. You uh, get to see the ah, – and this game is February 9th, <laughs> 2011. I have never had more fun watching highlights of a game than I did this one. And I told you this this episode this episode should be titled uh, when Cherry Price and Tim Thomas, who's a great fucking goalie, who often overlooked, uh, great goalie for the Bruins, <laughs> they fought, and uh, both of them managed to pull the other's jerseys off. And <laughs> you just hear the commentator say, "Huh, I guess goalie jerseys don't have fight straps on them." <laughs> <laughs> like the commentary for those highlights are the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. That, I love like, it so much. Thomas throws this wild haymaker. I mean, yes. this punch, this punch may have been seven cities away. And misses, <laughs> and Price just drops him on the ice after he misses. But he pops and then they right don't back fight. Up. They just get back up and they they just grab each other's jerseys. They're like, well, that was a goalie fight for you boys. And meanwhile, meanwhile, cut to the other side of the fucking rink where the entire team's fighting each other. I mean, somewhere Chris Osgood's sitting, he's like, you guys call that shit a goalie fight? (laughs) (laughs) Me and Patrick Waugh are still fighting. (laughs) But by the end of the game, like, because so many players had been taken out with a five-minute majors, they had, like, five (laughs) spare skaters on the bench. Like, the benches were empty. (laughs) It's pretty great. It was the greatest thing. I, I implore all of you to watch that because it's the greatest thing in the world. And um, as a Devils fan who now has P.K. Subban as a player, the very next thing P.K. Subban tries to do is headhunt Brad Marchand. <laughs> he fucking missed, too. <laughs> he, he did miss, but he does catch him later in that series. As I said you guys earlier, it's one of the sickest hits I've ever seen. It's a very Cronwall hit. What I yeah. like to call it getting Cronwalled. Um, because I think Cronwall kind of developed this after they started uh, the targeting rule, which is where you just turn your back to the player <laughs> beforehand <laughs> and then lay them out. So it's, it's one of those brilliant hits. Uh, but it just shows that rivalries still live. And if Montreal meets Boston in the playoffs again, we're going to get more of this shit. It's <laughs> regardless of who's on the teams now. Shit, we're um, going to get it November 9th when they play him for the first time this next season. I'm telling you, man, it just doesn't end. Is it, uh, I will say that I fucking hate Marchand. <laughs> so hopefully he gets sparked by someone on the Canadians. I like his antics. I do too. It's fun. It makes my life, it makes like, it more wait, interesting. You got a guy licking people out there? Oh yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then you hate him because he, like, leg sweeps your player or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dirty player. I, I he is. He's an antagonist. He's a, 
He's an antagonist. He's a great player. He's really good on the ice. And if he plays for your team, you probably fucking love him. But as anyone else that's not a Bruins fan, you probably fucking hate him. And that's well-deserved. He looks uh, like such a Bradley, too. He looks like he listens to Nickelback on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, maybe, maybe. All right. Speaking of, you know, you said you didn't have an idea for what we were going to do talking about players. What if we call it like heroes and villains and we swap every week and then one yes. week we talk about someone who's good and the next week we talk about someone who's like an antagonist. Yes, I like that. That might be interesting. If we do this podcast for like five years, I'm going to run out of Flyers fans. <laughs> That's okay. There's other teams in the NHL. We're going to get six episodes out of Sean Avery alone. Yeah, fuck so. I can't tell if I love that guy or hate him. Everyone hates Sean Avery. I, I hate I hate the guy as a player, but I read his book that he put out, and it actually makes me respect him a bit. I'm not gonna lie. God, was it just like 80 pages of him jerking his own dick? I know, yeah. I know, Chris. It's sacrilege, but I'm telling you, if you just give the book a chance, you might get to see who he is on the inside, and, and I, I, I do respect know. him a lot more afterwards. <laughs> this is like. Indianapolis Colts fans telling me that I should feel bad <laughs> that Andrew Luck got bull booed. All right, look, I'm sorry I even mentioned it. <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck Sean Avery. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he wants to come on the show and then wish I love you, Sean Avery. You, you know. He probably would, too. If you were a devil, just I would appreciate shit, you a just, lot more. <laughs> just for the back and forth, I feel like he would come on. And like I said, if he was a devil, I'd probably appreciate him a lot more. I just don't appreciate, like, the one goaltender you're going to goon is Martin Broder, who's, like, the nicest dude in the world. <laughs> like, um, I mean, unless you're his, like, ex-wife, and then maybe not so much, which Sean had some things to say about, which is part of that feud, right? Maybe we should do the yeah. next rivalry. Maybe should be Sean Avery versus Sean Avery. Sure. Versus Yo, I would actually thing. love that. That would be a good one. <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh, I think the next feud we might do is going to be the Bridge and Tunnel, uh, the Bridge and Tunnel feud, which is uh, Devils versus Red Wing or not Devils versus Red, Devils versus Rangers, just because. Uh, yeah. Sean yeah, and we can That'll talk about Sean Avery. <laughs> That'll be a perfect segue for the next week, Avery Brodor. <laughs> or we could just tie it in. Yeah, we just we just tie all this shit in, right? Yeah. Fuck it. Um, I don't I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> we're just we winging it. Just talk. <laughs> it's fun. All right, so our player highlight. And um I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out to you, Dakota, because you picked this player, so I'm gonna give you first reign on talking about him. You picked the the magician, Pavel Datsuk, uh yes. Russian Olympian, uh, amazing fucking player. Uh, with the unlucky number, what he he wore thirteen, right? So he's yeah, he the anti camillary <laughs> <laughs> for the Devils. Uh, great fucking player. What what's your opinion on uh on the Dats? See, I was thinking when you're like, we should come up with a player highlight. I'm like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna know I'm gonna pick a flyer, so I'm not gonna pick a flyer just to fuck with them. And then I saw Pavel Datsuk, and I know I know his nickname is the Magic Man. But I always wanted someone on that team to be like, and I'm El Diablo. So you got the Magic Man and El Diablo. I don't know if you guys have seen Talladega Nights, but that, <laughs> yeah. that show is like my favorite. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, I grew up. I grew up watching this guy play. You know, I every time the freaking Red Wings played, you got 
Datsuk doing this, Datsuk doing that, filthy goals, insane sick, stick handling. The guy was just nuts on the ice and a nightmare to play against. Uh, he's still playing hockey, too. I think he plays in the uh, KHL now, uh, which is where most NHL players go to die. Yeah, um, he, he plays for... Last I remember, he plays for SK Petersburg, which is where Kovalchuk yeah. played, and I think Nikita Gusev played. That's kind yeah. of their last premier last team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at his stat, too. He still put up 42 points last season. <laughs> yeah, he's not <laughs> slowing down. <laughs> the guy's 41 years old and still going strong. Like, that he just w- shows what kind of player he was. He would have had 80, but there was, like, 10 games <laughs> where he had to play against Putin, and Putin dropped, like, 20 on him. <laughs> You guys seen no those, shirt on. <laughs> have you guys seen that weird-ass shit where Putin yeah. schedules the Hall of Fame hockey games and then <laughs> just scores seven goals and the goalie yes. just kind of has to... <laughs> I just feel like every player is like, all right, I'm going to just let him score because I don't want to yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, I chalk it up to like when like a little kid is on the ice, you know, and the goalie like all makes right, an Tammy, effort. come on. He's like, oh, no, you beat me. You know, like, Putin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me again. That was a sick deke, dude. How many is that on? It's not eight. Shoot, he fucking loses control of the puck as he's trying to deep and still knocks it past him. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> but but, then the, but then the other team has to play against the real goaltender, but they have to score goals to make it look <laughs> Like, could you imagine if you got shut out? That would be like terrible. Putin's like, that game didn't even look competitive. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> but going back to going back to Datsuk, you know it's a good thing when there's YouTube videos that just have 10 minutes of Pavel Datsuk dangles because he is the literal definition of dirty fucking dangles. Like, <laughs> they are beautiful and sick. Yeah. So I, that's, that's why I chose him. He's one of one of the greatest players I could, I could have hoped for growing up watching. So, uh, shout out to my best friend, Griff Butler, huge fucking Detroit Red Wings fan. And the reason that he is a Detroit Red Wings fan is because of Pavel Datsuk. And, I mean, if you're going to pick one player and pick the team, <laughs> Datsuk's not That's a bad the man. <laughs> Datsuk's not a bad one to me. I will say this about Detroit. Um, Detroit took a chance on a lot of Russians before anyone else did because – you got to remember the Russian five. You have Fedorov, you have, uh, you know, Festivov and, and all of those dudes that they were like, well, Festivov, they didn't draft devils drafted, but they drafted like five Russian players in the third, fourth rounds. And everybody was like, well, they're never going to come there because of the USSR. Um, but when that start, that stuff started shifting and defecting, they ended up winning a cup out of it. Not 95 though. Cause fuck those bitches. Martin Broder. Scott Stevens, call from you. <laughs> um, but <laughs> outside of that, uh, it did build this relationship with almost uh, w- with the Russians in general, where you get you you get this player, you get Pavel Datsuk, and he came in and he was under the tutelage of uh, Fedorov. You know what I mean? And, and kind of learned how to play that a little bit. But Datsuk's stick handling skills, just watching Datsuk do like stick drills is the most ridiculous thing of all of all time. Um, <clears throat> the thing was, during this time period, the Red Wings were probably the most stacked team I've ever seen in my entire life. 
They were a dynasty, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Datsuk, his first cup, he had fucking Bobby Hole and Dominic Kosick on his team. <laughs> they were basically <laughs> an all-star team. Um, but, you know, he grinded out one against the, um, the I guess it was the Penguins, right? Grinded out, they grinded out one, him and Zeddy against uh, the Penguins, and that's probably the most significant win as far as, like, a team captain goes. But... Uh, long-time player, I would say he's going to make the Hall of Fame, even though it oh, pisses yeah. me off, because I don't think his stats are as good as uh, Elias, and, and uh, we're not a top-six team, so they're going to be like, yo, but you have them sick fucking dangles, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're putting um, them in there for the dangles alone, man. <laughs> the hands. But also, like, Datsuk also, I, I mean, he fought this one guy from Anaheim all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like there's not many fights, but most of his fights are against Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not afraid to throw hands, and also he looks like he got hit in the face with a shovel. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. But uh, I love I love Datsuk. I think I think he's a great fucking player, and and uh, Griff will laugh at this this shovel he got hit in the face with the shovel because uh, that's kind of all of his looks on every hockey card or every hockey video game ever. Yeah. It just kind of looks like, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he wasn't watch- a high draft pick either, man. He was uh, 171st overall in 1998, so that's, yeah. that's like well, a Tom that was, Brady situation. I mean, that's what they call the Russian reach, though, back then. Yeah. People weren't drafting Russian players um, because of the USSR and, and kind of how that stuff got locked down. That's why I brought up the, the other five, uh, the, yeah. the, the initial run. Um, and I, I mean, that's why Detroit was so good for so long is they were drafting people. No one else was looking at. Um, all that being said, Pavel Datsu, absolute magician, not as good as he yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just adding on to you guys, dude's an absolute icon. Absolutely. I, I can't even uh, like I can't even count the amount of times where I've been on the ice with other people, and when anyone's trying to deke anyone out, they're like, "Oh, oh, Datsuk!" Like you know, like <laughs> everybody wants over to here. be this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know, the same thing as yelling Kobe when you shoot it like a shot, right? Like yeah. in basketball, you're like, "Oh, get souped!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just it's one of those guys. Even I personally, like you know, just when it comes to my game, like just working on my hands. I rem- I remember watching. Uh, something that he was doing and they were talking about him like how did you get those mitts those silky beautiful mitts and uh i think he said when he was growing up he actually wasn't as big as a lot of the other players around him so he was like well if i can't like you know out physically play them well then i need to be able to move and i need to be able to play and that's what really made him focus on his hands and they you know in turn he had some of the silkiest mitts in the entire league and um, I'm looking at that draft too from 1998, and he was 100. What'd you say, 170? 170. First. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing Mike Rupp went ninth overall. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like I said, that was. But he was he was considered a reach because he was Russian, and uh, the league has changed a lot, and and Detroit was on top of that shit. They drafted Russian players like Fedorov. Uh, they drafted in the third round and never thought they would get him necessarily. Like that was a reach because it's still the Cold War. Um, and, and and there's a great documentary on this. I recommend everyone watch called The Russian Five, um, with Detroit, which 
spoiler alert, they lost in 95, but <laughs> after <laughs> they also lost in 96. Uh, but after that, things get really happy. <laughs> but it's a it's a good documentary for sure. It's a it's definitely about draft strategy and um at the time they took players no one else would take because they were Russian and the thing the the one thing I will say about that souk is with that Red Wings dynasty from I don't know say ninety four to at least two thousand eight two thousand eight <laughs> two thousand nine was just a ridiculous team. I can't tell you how yeah. many times my older brother beat my ass in NHL 08 with freaking Red Wings. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they were a ridiculous team. Um, here's one thing I will say about that suit that no one gives him credit for. He is kind of also a great two-way player, um, especially if you watch him the dump and chase. Like, if you dump the puck into the boards, he's very good at going in there and holding the puck and not letting anyone getting, get fucking close to it. <laughs> It just you know oh oh am I here oh no 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 I'm over here now <laughs> oh here can you get it can you get it where am I, I going feel like I wonder if you ever just toyed with people just like oh, oh yeah, yeah 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 and, and and a lot of that if you watched if you watched Zetterberg play he's kind of taken some of that those pieces from uh from Pavel's game and does the same thing but if you look at like uh there's some great games with the Devils because like I said uh my friend Griff ex roommate. He lived here. He was a big Red Wings fan. So we had Pavel and Zetterberg versus Yager, and they're just all <laughs> dirty chasing into the corner, <laughs> all dump and chase. Yeah. And you just see people just like stiff arming each other. It's like, no, the puck belongs to me and stick handling. <laughs> and it's kind of an underrated thing because controlling the puck does matter. Um, it. Yeah, definitely check that out with Datsu because I mean he's always his props is always going to be the dangles, but like watch him go to the boards for sure. <laughs> like watch him dive to a corner and realize that that anytime he went to the corner he was giving a hundred percent. Like that's a big thing because you see you see players do it now. Like Taylor Hall uh, kind of does it too. He's just he'll just go to the corner. He's like I'm not trying to get over here and get fucked up. But like <laughs> Zetterberg and Pavel Datsuk and Yager, they dive that they specifically the right corner. They dive that shit hard every time. Anytime the puck falls over there, <laughs> they're gonna try to kill a guy to get there. <laughs> For sure. But uh, I guess unless you guys have anything else on Pavel Datsuk, I mean. You got God, just, yeah, that's that's our that's our first player, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like that. Uh, I don't. I don't know who we sh- who we should do next. I don't know. Maybe viewer suggestions. Like yeah, yeah we'll we'll suggestions. Suggestions from the fans or from you. <laughs> what suggestion do you have? Who do you want to do next? Scott Niedermeyer, the greatest defenseman of all time. <laughs> It's like it's funny. Like I would love to do a devil, but then it's like maybe do maybe we should try something else. Maybe, yeah. I mean, hey, here's this. You mentioned him before the podcast. Why don't we do uh, Team Mussolini? Oh, yeah. we should. Yeah, totally. I'm down for that. Yeah, I think that is a great one. So on that, we're gonna end this podcast because now we're just spiraling and talking about hockey. But <laughs> hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Um, 
As always, uh, we're here to give you all your hockey needs. And very soon, I think it was 44 days, the Devils are going to play. <laughs> so we're yeah, probably have... less. It's coming, man. I can't wait. I am so fucking psyched for this season. We got some preseason shit to talk about coming up. We're going to have all the news, as always. And um, we're, we're not going to give up on the rivalry thing. I think you guys enjoy no, that. No, yeah, that's nice. Just stick with that. And uh, one that I want to do, and I, I would love to hear you guys' feedback before we get out of this thing, is Crosby Malkin. Interesting. Yeah. Like a rivalry on their own team. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Plus, and, it gives uh, me an opportunity to shit on Sidney Crosby, which I'll always take. Well, I mean, plus we <laughs> get to talk about the fact that, like, Malkin knocked out Ovechkin's sports agent. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> Malkin doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Malkin gives zero fucks, and that's why I love him. Uh, <laughs> except for when Adam Henrique stole his gold chain. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they got into a little spat, like, I guess it was like 2014, 2015, and Henrique was trying to fight him, and Malkin, they were up by like two goals, so he's like, I'm not going to fight him. So, like, Henrique just took his chain, <laughs> like, ripped his gold <laughs> necklace off. And the referee came over. He's like, "Hey, he kind of wants his necklace back." And he's like, "Hey, fuck that guy!" <laughs> God damn it! I love Henrik so much. I wish he was still a devil. Congratulations, Anaheim! You've got a gem over there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, um, yeah, for sure. I think I think there's a lot of fun things to talk about. If you guys have anything for us at all. Anything you want to hear about, like uh, specific rivalries or something you want to talk about, we have um, you know, at Geek Vibes Nation on Twitter and at Geek Vibes on Facebook, at Chris R. Patton on Twitter. Whatever you want to do, hit us up. We'll talk about it. And um, maybe even do some call-ins. Like uh, if you shoot us a message beforehand, we can call you and have specific questions or whatever. Just let us know ahead of time. Um, obviously you're, if you're an asshole, then you're going to get like, <laughs> you're going to get Scott, you're going to get Scott Stevens smoked <laughs> at the blue you're line. You're going to get boarded. <laughs> yeah. Can um, we just call checked? I love that. We yes. just cut them off. You've been checked. All right. Next on the phone. <laughs> I, I just like to call those getting Lindrost, <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, all jokes aside, uh, everyone say good night to the good people. I thought this was a fun show. Love you guys. Um, yeah. As always, like I said, just let us know what you want to hear for sure. And we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. It's been fun, and we will see you guys next week. All right, bye-bye. Bye.